Welcome back to For Our Faith podcast. Today we're going to be looking at what is legalism, and this will be part one of a series. Why is it that whenever issues such as wedding rings, greeting with a holy kiss, modesty, head covering, long hair for women, short hair for men, etc. are discussed, often words like legalism, Phariseeism, works-based salvation, tradition, culture, rules, etc. tend to be interwoven through the same discussion. What connection is there between the topic of jewelry and legalism, or what connection does the holy kiss have with culture? It seems that many today have been conditioned and programmed to think that obedience and holiness is legalism. And so what is legalism? The word legalism, it's not found in the Old or the New Testament writings, neither is it found in the Webster's 1828 Dictionary. So apparently it's somewhat of a new word, and this makes it somewhat challenging to pin down its meaning and its application And I think it should really concern us that many biblical teachings today are being challenged and even silenced by a word that is not even found in scriptures. People are afraid of being legalistic. Legalism seems to connotate extra biblical rules, and I believe this may be one reason why it's often applied to conversations that center on application of direct teachings, such as the head covering, uh, greeting with a holy kiss, or modesty. This term seems to usually surface when someone disagrees with a practical application. The practical application suggested or adhered to, it's viewed as being extra-biblical or therefore legalistic. A modern definition of legalism refers to any doctrine which states salvation comes strictly from adherence to the law. It can be thought of as a works-based religion. And groups in the New Testament said to be falling into this category would include the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes, Judaizers, and the Nicolaitans. It seems that legalism is suggestive of Phariseeism, and I believe it's in this context that we begin to gain a biblical perspective of what legalism is connected to and the type of people it characterizes. The scripture paints a vivid picture of Phariseeism, and that it is through this picture we begin to gain a better understanding of legalism. So to begin, I'd like to look at Matthew chapter 3, verses 7 through 10, where it says, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees come to his baptism, he said unto them, O generation of vipers, who hath warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Bring forth therefore fruits meet for repentance, and think not to say within yourselves, We have Abraham to our father. For I say unto you that God is able of these stones to raise up children unto Abraham. And now also the axe is laid under the root of the trees. Therefore every tree which bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. So here was a great spiritual awakening. And I wonder if these religious spiritual men even perceived that. These were men, they had Abraham for their father. They, they had the way. They were the keepers of the way. And so surely this movement, this spiritual awakening, it would never amount to anything because they weren't necessarily part of it. They weren't in charge of it. And so from the beginning we see here is an inability to perceive the moving of the Spirit of God. Here was a religious arrogance that was because it did not directly involve them. They were not in charge of it. 
then surely what God was doing and what he was bringing to light, they, they couldn't even accept it because they were not part of it. Let's go on and look at Matthew 5, verses 19 through 20. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I say unto you that except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. So now we begin to have a few more pieces to this picture of what is legalism. We see here a group of religious men, and what was their righteousness? What were they doing, these religious Pharisees, these legalistic men? Well, it says they were men who they were praying, they worshiped, they gave tithes, they read the law, they even followed the law. And they were religious, and Jesus didn't say that they were wrong necessarily for all of this, but that they shouldn't, later on he says, but that they shouldn't have left the other weightier matters undone. And so outwardly, they appeared to be righteous, but inwardly, they had major problems. Based on the above list, couldn't modern-day evangelical Christianity be just as legalistic? Are there not many who profess religion? Are there not many who are praying, uh, men who are worshiping, men who are giving, men who are reading and studying the scriptures, and yet they, they profess that they are still yet sinners and that they sin daily. Going on, and behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their face, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk? But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. And as Jesus passed forth from thence, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the receipt of custom. And he saith unto him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. And it came to pass... As Jesus sat at meat in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? We read that in Matthew 9, verses 2 through 11. I wonder how many in the room could feel the tension that was in the hearts of these scribes. Outwardly, there, there may have been no expression. There was probably no audible accusation, no articulated concern, yet inwardly they were uncomfortable at the words of Jesus. Outwardly, they probably appeared to be supportive, interested, they were attentive, but inwardly they were condemning Jesus as blaspheming. Inwardly, they were uncomfortable with the words of Christ. And I would suggest that many today are just as uncomfortable with the words of Christ. How many religious men today, how many evangelical men, how many self-professing Christians today begin to, they, they start to squirm when we start talking about divorce and remarriage? How many become defensive when talking about non-resistance? How many begin to self-justify themselves when Jesus' teachings on money begin to be discussed? Or how many start to argue when we start to speak about modesty or against jewelry? 
Later in the same chapter, as we read, the Pharisees are actually questioning Jesus. And, and this seems absurd. Religious, spiritual men questioning Christ. And it wasn't a sincere questioning. It was a critical questioning. Is it possible that we find a correlation today with even some of the modern interpretations of the Scripture? Don't we find a very critical questioning of the words of Christ? And where do we find this critical questioning coming from? Where the very plain teachings of Christ are called into question and being reinterpreted. And while they're doing this, it's almost as if we hear the very voice of Satan saying, Did God really say? Does Jesus really mean to turn the other cheek? Does Jesus really mean to love your enemies? Does Jesus really mean you shouldn't swear oaths? Does Jesus really mean you shouldn't defend yourself? So to review what is legalism in this part one of this series, number one, it's an inability to perceive the moving of the Holy Spirit. Number two, it's a religious arrogance that is actually above what God is doing, that because the religious authority or the spiritual leaders are not in charge of it, therefore it cannot be a moving of the Holy Spirit of God. Number three, it's an outward religion But inwardly, if you begin to pry in, you find that it's full of sin and dead men's bones. Number four, there is an uncomfortableness with the words of Christ. And because of this, then, number five, there is a questioning of the very plain teachings of Jesus Christ and even abandonment of it. And so today we would ask the question, who really are these legalistic Pharisees today? 